afternoon. This is Lady Lean with Morning Decrees. However, at this time, I am not decreeing. At this time, I would like to share a little about me and how I came about podcasting. I am Charlene Baldwin, and I go by Lean. I am married. This is my third marriage. I am married to Miller Baldwin. I am a mother of seven beautiful children. I have four adult children and three children that are under the age of 18. I Something a little unique about me is that I have six girls and one son. Yes, six girls and one son. My son is an autistic young man. He is aged 24. And my eldest child is a girl. And she just turned 33 years old on last week. She is also a mother and a mother of two beautiful children, Yakira and Jaden. And then I have a, uh, another daughter who is aged 21 and is also married and a mother of one beautiful little girl, Germany. I have three daughters that are currently in nursing school. I am a nurse as well. Um, Currently, I have been working in the role as director of nursing, and this is a new role for me. Uh, I am a very uh, good friend and confidant. Uh, I enjoy talking. I enjoy praying with others. I am, uh, I feel that I am a prayer warrior and a huge prayer advocate and encourager. Also, uh, I'd like to consider myself as a minister. However, I'm not ordained, but I feel that when you are a believer and you accept the Lord as your personal savior, you take on that role as minister and servant to God's people. So I would like to look at us all as ministers and servants for God in the kingdom of God. A little more about me. Um, I love, love, love serving God's people. Um, I wake up daily And one of the biggest questions that I ask myself is, God, how can I be of service to you and your people today? In what way, God, can you use me? And I try to put myself in a place where I can be used by God. Um, My ultimate joy and passion is seeing a smile on others' faces and making a difference, impacting the lives and hearts of others is what I live to do. I recently um, was talking about the fact that uh, I'd like to see myself one day living in the role as a humanitarian. I told God that I would really like to be a major contributor to, uh, to our world, to people that we come across daily that have needs. I would love to be in that place where I would be able to give more than what I do. It actually hurts 
me when I see someone in need and I can't do the things that I would like to do. And I told God that I would love for him to enlarge my territory so that I can be of more use to his people. I want to be able to maybe pay someone's rent for the year or help take care of someone's tuition or pay a hospital bill. I want to be able to conti- to contribute thousands, if not millions, to others. I would love to, when I do die and go on to be with the Lord, I would love to have died as a humanitarian and one that has made a major impact in the lives of others. Uh, the way that I learn uh, is definitely... Uh, I would say it affects the way that I hear from God. I am a visual person, but I am also a very hands-on person. And so a lot of times it takes uh, for God to sometimes get me in a place of where I have no choice but to sit down and uh, listen. Listen to him talking to me, listen to him speaking to me through experiences or maybe even someone sharing a little about themselves. But I do daily pray and meditate. I rise early in the morning and I pray and meditate. I uh, started doing these decrees because I noticed that everything that I would speak out was beginning to happen for me. I noticed that reading the scriptures silently is not as impactful as reading them out loud. It's something about uh, expressing yourself and speaking out the word of God. I feel that when you speak it out and into the atmosphere, it changes things. Uh, You then, to me, begin to become a manifester. Because when you speak out the word of God, and I think when God hears his words repeated back to him and we say it out loud, I feel like we really touch the heart of God. He loves to be praised. He loves the fact that we speak out his word. When you speak out God's word, something powerful happens and takes place. Your words now become reality. And so... Just as well as speaking out good things, we can sometimes use our words in ways that uh, would hurt others, manipulate, cause uh, your blessings to be destroyed or abort the process that God is putting us through because we don't believe what he says. The word of God is true. The word of God will not go out void. When his word is spoken out, it accomplishes what it sets out to do. And so uh, that's how I came about decreeing. Um, I also believe that my worship experience, it cultivates my closeness to the Father. I love worshiping. I'm, I'm a really, really, really big, heavy worshiper. I enjoy worshiping because... I hear God speak to me. He prophesies to me through his worship, through my worship 
to him and with him. He heals me through my worship. Uh, and worship kind of reminds me and puts me in a place of everything that God has done so that when I am going through things, I know that God can and he will. Maybe he just didn't choose to do it right then and there for whatever purpose, but destiny is going to be fulfilled. He is a God of promise. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. He is a promise keeper. I know him to be a promise keeper. I know him personally to be a healer. And so that's why I'm a heavy worshiper. Worship touches the heart of God. And it also, uh, he loves to be adored. He loves to be praised. And and, uh, worship changes things. It, It also confuses the enemy because when he rises up and comes up against us, and we turn around and say, I'm going to give God praise anyway. Worship always confuses the enemy. He doesn't know what to do when you have a heart of worship because you're praising God when you're in pain. You're praising him when you don't know because he's He's already done it for you before. So why would he not do it again? Um, I want to talk a little bit about... Uh, the woman right now, our role, and how we sometimes become busy and we feel like we are being a superwoman. I want to talk to that woman this afternoon that uh, is going through and uh, you take on that role of superwoman, almost as if you have superpowers. And what happens with that, sometimes we can run on burnout. Because mommy or wifey is going to make something happen today. The refrigerator looks bare, but I know mother is going to make something happen. And even sometimes I look at my husband. um, He tends to um, really have a lot of, um, he looks to me for a lot of support. And uh, that's all and well and good when everything is going good. And when we have the energy to put out there like that. But if we are not careful, we can experience burnout. And when the busy superwoman, I'm talking to the woman of God that has been called to a higher calling and a higher standard, I'm talking to that woman. That woman that not only is leading at home, but she's also leading at work. She's a best friend. She's that prayer partner that uh, someone is called today to touch and agree and to pray and pray with them over a situation. I'm talking to that woman. When you become so busy that you develop being on burnout, that woman sometimes isolates. And when that woman isolates and gets tired, you will often see that the effect that it takes and the toll that it takes on the home, on the husband, on the children. Because when we get tired and we are not making sure that we're filled, that we're enjoying life, that we're taking out time just for yourself, for ourselves, we will then begin to withdraw, maybe get a little depressed, 
and everything will begin to start falling apart. I don't know if anyone can relate to this. If you've ever just maybe felt like not getting out of bed or maybe just felt a little down, you've been calling everyone, you've been encouraging everyone, you care about that uh, person that's coming to work that doesn't quite have enough money to get there, you're uh, you're just being superwoman, super mom, super friend. You're on burnout. And when you start withdrawing, everything and everyone around you begins to shut down as well. It's almost like everyone also that you're connected to goes through it as well. We have to be careful taking on that role and responsibility as superwoman and realize that we can't do it all. We can't do it all. And so I'm talking to you women today, that woman, that superwoman, that super mom, that super wife. We need to make connections with each other and we need to be honest with each other. We need to be transparent and we need to have someone to talk to. We need to be careful to take the time out for ourselves. We don't want to shut down. Because when we shut down, others notice it. And then there will be periods of time that um, we lack being spiritually and emotionally supportive. Because we also need physical and emotional and spiritual support as well. Praise God. It kind of makes, um, like I said, everyone around us go through it. And uh, that's a lot of, of uh, that's a lot to bear. That is a lot to bear uh, when you take on the emotions and feelings of everyone else around you, and you feel that when you're not having a good day, when things aren't going quite the way you feel it should. One thing I've learned about being born again and being a Christian: every day, <laughs> you don't feel saved every day. You don't necessarily feel, uh, you know, encouraged all the time. We just have to know what we know. This walk with God is not based on emotions. It's based on facts. It's based on what we know. It's based on our experiences. It's based on personally knowing who God is to you. Developing that personal relationship with the Lord is so pertinent to your walk with Christ and so pertinent for uh, you being able to impact others. Others need to also know that you struggle too. We can't make everything seem like it's all right all the time because quite honestly, everything is not all right all the time. As you heard me say earlier, I have been married three times. This is my third husband and uh, my first and second experiences were not the best experiences. And some of these things I will be talking and sharing about in uh, future podcasts. But right now, I'm more interested in talking to the woman and you getting to know me and understanding who I am and what brought me to morning decrees, what brought me to the point of where I felt like it was time to start a podcast. I had been putting it off and putting it off and oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't talk very properly and fluently. I thought of every excuse in the world until I nearly convinced myself that 
no, I can't do this. I decided that I'm on this healing journey. And while I'm on this healing journey, what better way, what better time than to begin to start talking about some of my experiences, some of the things that I'm being healed from, some of the things that I'm being delivered from. And there's been a lot of strongholds in my life, uh, even in that I brought into the marriage now. I have a wonderful, loving husband. Uh, you know, I couldn't ask for a better husband. But unfortunately, I brought a lot of baggage into this marriage not being delivered. And so, like I said, some of the things that I'm mentioning will be discussed in future podcasts. Again, I really want to talk to the woman and I want you to get to know me and who I am. Who is that voice behind uh, Morning Decrees with Lady Lean? Who is this Lady Lean? Um, We have to uh, be fully developed. We will... uh, We will, one thing that I, let me back it up a little bit. When I said we have to be uh, fully developed, a lot of times we want to do things and it just isn't the right time. It really isn't the right time. And if we go ahead and do things of our own strength and not the strength of the Lord, you know, like trying to get the process going faster, We will a lot of times abort the process. We will birth and deliver too early. And we will will not have the same experience that we would have if we just waited. God is developing us through these trials and tribulations that we're going through. He's developing us. And we have to be careful Because during this time, it's a birthing process. I was talking to a good friend of mine, Kim Tarsha, and um, she was speaking about where she was at in the birthing process. And she was kind of talking about how she was somewhere along the third trimester. And and we actually experienced this in our walk with the Lord. We experienced uh, preparing to give birth. We have this uh, dream or this uh, work or something that we have to do for the Lord. And it is growing inside of us. It's being developed. We have to be careful to not strain ourselves, to not overdo it. We may begin to start having contractions and going into labor way too early. And so then we're giving birth to a premature baby that is not fully developed. Maybe the ear isn't quite all the way developed or uh, the vision is, is, excuse me, quite there. We don't want to deliver early. And we also don't want to abort the process by getting in the way of God. We will deliver when God says it is time. Doing things in God's own strength requires trusting him. And I mean trusting him with everything. You have to give it all to God. All of you. He wants all of you. 
I spoke yesterday about God being a, a jealous God. He wants it all. He wants it all. He wants it all. We have a tendency to say, oh, I'll trust you with this little bit, but mm -mm, I'm not ready to let that go. One thing about the healing process, you have to be transparent and you have to be willing. You have to be willing to see things for what they are. You have to be transparent in order to be healed. And we have to get to the root of what happened, what caused the trauma, where am I stuck at? in this trauma. I'm speaking about trauma because trauma is another area that I noticed the woman, the superwoman, is bound with. We have trauma from childhood, young adulthood that we've never dealt with. Some of us have forgiveness issues. We don't forgive our mothers. We don't forgive our fathers. We don't forgive our ex-husbands. We don't forgive our baby daddies. We don't forgive our boss. We don't forgive our friends. And it affects us being loving. It affects us being productive. You can't love and hate at the same time. I believe in forgiveness. I haven't always believed in forgiveness. But I do believe in forgiveness. There is so much power in the ability to be able to forgive. I learned that forgiveness is for me. It's for me. When I forgive, it frees me. And I never really understood this, but I'm I'm a sexual trauma victim. And when I learned to forgive my offender, the one that caused the trauma. When I learned the power of forgiveness, I also learned that forgiveness is for the offender as well. Because, see, sometimes they need to know that they're forgiven. Because as long as as that deep, dark secret that maybe only you and the offender knows about. As long as it's a secret and as long as you never verbally tell that person or maybe even write a letter if you can't talk to them. As long as you never forgive that person, that person also is never free. They can't be free. They cannot really be free because of what they've done to you. So forgiveness is very powerful. Forgiveness gives you the upper hand. Forgiveness puts you in a place of power. You now can take some type of authority over the enemy. Because he no longer has anything to use against you. Glory to God. I feel like uh, what that really looks like is would be Romans 8 and 28. We have to simply learn to trust God that all things, glory to God, will work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Some of us are definitely stuck in places, like I said, of trauma. And what that looks like can be manifested in 
several ways, physical, spiritual, and mentally. Unfortunately, I have seen my unresolved issues in my behaviors and in my, in my response to others, especially men and the church. Yes, the church. I know you're thinking the church, but yeah, I was quite angry about the church. I, I remember when I got pregnant with my daughter, I was made to be a spectacle. I had to sit in the front seat every Sunday. And I would try to sit in the back, and they would call me to the front. I remember it just like yesterday, belly sticking out and all. I tried to tip in late. I've tried coming in late and coming in early. And every time I would tip in late and try to go to the back, they would almost practically stop the service and say, Oh, no, Sister Charlene, what are you doing? Your seat is up here on in the front on the morning bench. So I was made to be an example. And so I kind of looked at church differently for many years. Um, yeah, yeah, just that brought back a memory or two, just thinking about that. Again, as long as you run away, healing cannot take place. It is a journey. And you got to be willing to take that journey. You got to maybe even find someone to take that journey along with you. It's a personal journey because all of our trauma, your trauma might not look like my trauma and my trauma might not look like yours. And so it is also a very personable experience. Forgiveness, it is, it is. It is so absolutely necessary. I'm going to end this podcast now. I just wanted to share a little bit about me and who I am and what brought me to podcasting. I um, wanted to take out the time to share. Well, I had a moment. I'm sorry that I talked and talked and talked, but this was just so you get to know me and a little bit about me and some of the future podcasting that I plan on doing. I will definitely be addressing the married woman, the single woman with children, the woman that has experienced sexual trauma. Those women I really want to talk a lot to. And so there will be future podcasts. Okay. Thank you for listening to me. And I pray that you have a wonderful day. Be blessed.